What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Souls speaking with you now. I got the honor and privilege of talking to an engineer, somebody who uh, aids in uh, transporting us to worlds unknown. I'm talking about <laughs> a, a person who uh, creates the the graphics and the, and the visuals, the lighting of these games that uh, are so immersive that it transports us into a world of imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Not Willy Wonka, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to Kwame Babb. What's going on, brother? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Really appreciate you having me on your show, man. No problem. No problem. Now, you know, my focus here is sci-fi, right? I'm yeah. Focused. And the, and the thing that's so crazy is I'm also reaching out to scientists as guests on the show because yeah, that's awesome. yeah because the only difference the only distance rather between sci-fi and science is, is time right you follow right. me i mean by yeah. way of example your company uh and it's uh let me get the name of it right it's uh <laughs> shell 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 games yeah okay shell games i'm looking at the 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 the, the 3d graphics that you guys do and all of a sudden, I'm jerked back to a time when I was sitting on the couch playing this little, you know, Atari game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where the little, yeah. the little look like a, a letter C guy is throwing a little ball and they <laughs> click and you know what I mean? They run it. Yep, I mean, yep. It's like from there to I put the, the little goggles on, drop the phone in it. You know, if, if you yeah, man. You know, if you don't got the Oculus money, you, you understand. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, that stuff's expensive. I mean, it's only been a few years, man. What happened? This stuff moves fast, man. It really does. It really does move fast. And and even though I work in it every day, I have that same realization that you do because I that that's where that's how I got into this too. You know, like I I, I sat down. My dad, my dad is a programmer. Mm-hmm. and he used to bring home games and you know we were just kids playing outside or playing playing hoops outside and we'd come in and he'd come home from work with this big pile of discs uh that we play on our commodore 64 wow way back in the day we had on our atari and our commodore yeah and all this old old games like pac-man you know and we played mm-hmm. them and and to know to to see the stuff some of the things that 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 we're working on at the company and that i get to work on and that the industry is doing is, is crazy it is, it is crazy, crazy I yeah, mean, I so remember really looking cool. at some of these games. And I'm thinking, damn, these graphics is better than real life. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you know? This gets so, to the point where it's confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. So tell us about your role. Tell us what you do. Um, just give us like a day in the life of uh, Mr. Bad. Sure. So, uh, so I am a senior artist at Shell Games. I've been there almost 11 years now. Wow, you old um, head. And. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back when I think I was the 13th employee and wow. now we're, uh, we're up, up over a hundred now. Beautiful. So, uh, so some pretty cool. And, uh, I am, so I specialize in VFX and lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that's not something that I started in. Um, I've had the luxury to be able to grow into this position as, you know, as the years went on and as we've done different projects and as we've grown. Uh, but, um, what I love to do now is, is do lighting in, in any of the 3D experiences that we create um, to, to help to solidify mood and create mood um, that, that creates something to help the player believe in the fantasy that we're trying to sell them. Okay. Um, the, the VFX side is really just all of the other 
sparks and, and lightning and all the other things that make you go, whoa, that's, oh my goodness, magic, or oh my goodness, that's exciting, or that's hot, or that's cold, or, or this is rain, or this is snow, or this is, this is underwater. You know, these, these are things that um, uh, create the impulses, the visual impulses that tell a person, oh, that's right, I'm doing this thing, or I'm supposed to feel this way, you know? Uh, and so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of kind of human study that I have to do to just be like, what do you feel mean? What, what, what visuals make you feel like I'm underwater or make you say, oh, it's cold here or make you say, oh, I just did something good or I just did something bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for all the different types of, um, experiences that we bring people, whether that is in the educational field or it's just a pure entertainment or it's a VR game or it's an AR game on, you know, the Samsung gear or the Oculus Rift or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, All of those types of impulses are needed for people to believe in the experience for them to feel like I did something or I feel something, or I understood what this, what this was trying to present. Uh, We need lighting for mood. We need lighting to, to paint the picture, to create that mood. And then we need the VFX to create the feedback and to create the spark that makes, that makes people understand something just happened. Is the uh, approach to lighting, you think maybe similar to the way they handle lighting, say in film? There are definitely some similarities. Uh, And we certainly as lighting artists in the game industry, certainly take lots of key, many cues from, uh, from what they do in film. Now, a lot of, in a lot of ways, uh, the study starts in a similar way. You know, we start uh, obviously studying what we have around us. You know, just 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 life in general, outside. You know, inside lighting. What what the how the mood makes us feel when we go into a museum versus how we go into a supermarket versus night and day and all that stuff outside. But mm-hmm. uh, we all study color theory in school. We study um, we study. Uh, any other artwork that we, you know, when we do art history, we study how those artists use lighting. Uh, we go into art art museums and we see how light is used. And then from there, we all learn from each other. So movies, I know lots of lighting artists that would watch, we watch movies all the time. And, and we, we see, you, you know, we see kind of the picture, the story beyond the picture, you know, like we're, we're watching, we're watching what, is happening on screen with the actors and all the dialogue and things like that. But we see what the people behind that are painting with the lighting, with the mood, with the way the characters faces are lit, uh, with the way that the light is striking the street in the back, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's set dressing that helps the mood and, and helps everything be believable for the, for the viewer. In your field, is there a race to be like, as like realistic as possible? You know what I mean? You can go into yeah. some uh, galleries and you'll see from a distance, it looks like a, just a big giant photograph and you get right, closer right. and you realize, Oh shit, that's oil painting. Is, is there a vibration <laughs> like that? Um, I think, I think there was, um, I mean, I think there, there is, there still is for some people, for some, for some groups, for some studios, there still is. But I think as an industry in the whole, as a whole, uh, there, it, it was from, it was probably around, the the like early 2000s to uh 2008 2009 when there was a big push and the technology got good enough that people were striving to make things as realistic as possible and it was just a constant race to try to see who could get there quicker mm-hmm. um what was the big factor <laughs> what, in that was it was it artists was it the engines that you guys use what, what was right. the what were some of the factors 
Um, it was definitely both uh, engines. I think uh, you know the game engine and the rendering engine is is very important for for uh, to be able to pump out graphics that are good enough to be able to fool people, to be able to have people believe that what they're seeing is really real, that, you know, skin is, is really, really looks really nice and has all the depth and all the subsurface lighting that we see in skin and things like that. But it also, the technology that people have in their house is important too, right? So like, mm -hmm. uh, you have to be able to have the graphics cards and the computers and all that stuff to be able to run that stuff. Uh, so, so all of those things have to be up to par uh, for, for our technology to go there. And furthermore, the tools that the artists have and the, that the engineers have, these creative teams have, all have to be good enough to push that boundary. Uh, and so year after year after year, you know, the graphics, the, the uh, companies that create these graphic, graphic cards, they push that boundary all the time. And it's up to us to be able to show what we can use or what we can create with that power. Uh, okay. So I think that that that's what fuels that push, you know. Okay. Now, how about uh, gaming on the uh, on the phones? Uh, is yeah. that is that a like how does that figure into you know how you guys uh, you know configure your games and your graphics? Because you know, as you unless you're talking about Apple, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which oh, we got. 3.7% faster. You know what I mean? Everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just so yeah. incremental. But what about the what about on the phones? I mean, are the phones as powerful as we as we think they are in terms of gaming or no? Um, they're not so I guess I, it, it's interesting because what people think the, the, those those are very different viewpoints, right? The people who play majorly on a phone mm -hmm. and the people who are pushing to almost like say play VR mm -hmm. are very different consumers you know their their angle on games and their and their uh what's important to them about what a game is or what a game means to them is very different right okay. so uh the power of a phone is a lot lower or a tablet even you know mm -hmm. uh, if you have an ipad or, or a samsung tablet or something like that is a lot lower uh than playing on a computer or even playing on a console okay all right so, so a large studio like yeah. yourselves you guys mm -hmm. mostly focus on consoles and PCs or consoles or what? No, we've done, uh, we've done, we've done it all. We've done, uh, mobile, mobile gaming. We've done stuff on just regular games on phones, um, for, we've done experiences for, uh, for plenty clients that were meant to be as accessible as possible. You know, mm -hmm. um, we've done a lot of educational uh, titles that were meant for kids or, um, uh, or older students, that were that were focused on them learning um learning life lessons and things like that that were transformational something to have them have a good time have fun mm -hmm. but also learn something that can help them in life so we had to put it on a tablet put it on a phone something that kids have access to um, and because of that we have to you know we have to learn to adhere to those uh those specs the specifications that make the make the game run well on a phone so that their experience isn't compromised by the technology. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now yeah. you've been in the you've been in the uh, in the in the video game uh, world for a decade or more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a different kind of perspective when it comes to gaming? You know, I was talking to my daughter, and she's like, hey, "I want to be like yeah. one of those wine." you know, snobs that, you know, go to the little <laughs> wine tasting and everything. I was like, oh, I just drink this. Yeah. Like, are you like a gaming 
snob, like, uh, oh, man, I only played version oh, three man. of such and such. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I guess on one end, I know more than a lot of people because I like I study it, you know. Okay. Um, but on the other hand, I, I try not to look at things like that. Right. Because I try to stay in touch with people. Right. right. I try to stay in touch with people because if I, if I get like that, then, and I'm trying to make something for them. Right. Because it's very rarely. So I think a privilege that a lot of, a lot of people don't think about all the time when they're, especially people in the game industry, mm-hmm. depending on where you're at, mm-hmm. is that some, a lot of companies make games, the people that go to that company to work and develop on a game, they, they're making a game that they would play themselves. Okay. Right. Um, and a lot of other places don't necessarily have the privilege to just be insular like that. Like I like this game and everybody that works here loves this type of game and that's all we make, Okay. you know? So I, I work at a company where I have to, I can't think about me all the time, <laughs> you know, okay, like I have to think about what do you guys play? Like we have a lot of kids that come in and I, we just sit down and talk with them and be like, what do you guys like? What do you play? What do you want to do? Like, this is what we're trying to do for you. What do you like? You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so I, I, uh, I love games and I play them all the time. And I, you know, I'm a, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a snob. Um, I, but I love studying them and I love, and I, I pay attention to as many opinions about them as I can, uh, just to see what people are saying. You so know? you never, you never got into a fist fight over PC versus console. It's never, you've Man, never I, taken it that uh, far. You've crossed the uh, line or, or you went that, out right to that, it and didn't cross it. Oh man, that argument is so, (laughs) it's so, it's so silly to me. It's so Mm -hmm. silly to me. Right. Because it's, it's all, everybody's different. Everybody's got a different, everybody's got a different angle. They're coming at life at everybody's priorities are different. Like if, if somebody wants to take the time to build their own computer and, and, and play the games on the highest setting, go, go for it, man. That's, Mm -hmm. that's all you, you know, but if you, if you have other priorities and you don't have the money for a, a $1,600 computer right. and, and you want to play the same game on a PS4, you pay $300, you're good. <laughs> right. Man, I'm good. <laughs> you know? Me on the outside looking in, man, I always thought it was like a class kind of it, oh, vibration. It's, it's there. It's definitely there. It is there. Okay. Like that PC master race discussion, like that, you <laughs> right. see that get thrown around. And man, that's garbage. I don't, I, I don't like that. You know, uh, like, I don't, I don't like that at all because it's, again, it's about everybody has the reason, the choice that they make and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be judging people because of how they choose to spend their money on right. an entertainment thing. Like, come on. Gotcha. 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 You know? All right. So, uh, so you, you said that you were, you were with the company for 11 years and that you kind of, yeah. you know, grew into this position with, uh, uh, VFX and lighting. Uh, can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that journey? Like, you know, how did you start? You know, give us sure. a little bit about your schooling and, and the whole bit. Sure. Uh, so when I was a kid, you know, I, I when I was younger, I always did art uh, as, a, as a kid in high school and even before high school. I was a big I'm still a big comic book fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time co- copying comics. Right. When I was a kid uh, learning how to draw and learning how to how to illustrate, learning how to ink. Uh, some of my, yeah, yeah. When I was, when I was younger, that's what I did, you know? And, uh, and I did a lot of traditional art, um, art pastel. I did a lot of chalk pastel drawings, did a lot of oil stuff, acrylic stuff. I did anything I could when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. um, as far as art artwork, because that's just what my passion was. Uh, and then when I got to college, my, my, uh, journey got a little bumpy because back then 
it wasn't quite sure. No one really knew the path to making games. It was still this magical world that no one knew how to get to mm-hmm. from my point of view. Now, give us give uh, us a little bit of the lay of the land. When you say sure. nobody knew what the path, what games were hot at that time when you first got into school? Uh, back then, man, uh, there era. was a lot of. So there was, I mean, Final Fantasy seven. Okay. You know, like PS PS two PS one games, Final Fantasy seven. Uh, there was a, there was like X, Xbox was just launching, was just getting off the ground. So like Halo was huge. Yeah. Um, uh, there was, a, I mean, for me, there was FIFA and NBA two K NBA Live was always big. Two K was big back then. Madden was big. Um, mm. So and that was, but that was back then. It was back in PS two, PC. You know, like Half Life. Mm-hmm. was uh was just like uh kind of getting big and a lot of the a lot of the people a lot of my classmates were inspired by half-life so half-life was a big deal wow, um okay. i play a lot of n64 you know so goldeneye like that kind of stuff wow. that was a little bit a little okay. bit older but okay. yeah yeah so that kind of stuff um and and there was really no you know i remember reading egm and and one up online you know one up magazine and stuff like that trying to figure out like how do people get jobs doing mm. this like i don't <laughs> I don't understand, uh-huh. you know? Um, so, so yeah, that, uh, I, I went into school and I, uh, first started with computer science actually when I first went into college, because I was wow. like, that seems, you know, I know people program, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to, I'm going to do computer science, man. And I hated it. I hated wow. it. It was the worst. So, uh, I left there, went into, and then I eventually got, I went to Chicago. I went to the Illinois Institute of Art. Wow. Okay. Uh, because they had a computer animation program, and I was like, okay, that I know they do, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna do that for a bit, and that ended up being a little bit too. I had some family stuff that that kind of like derailed me too. Okay. But uh, that was very animation focused. And then a couple years later, I found the game art and design program that was very specifically based on uh, on game development uh, in Pittsburgh, which is where I still am. So. Okay, sound like Indiana Jones, yeah. man. You was trying to Yeah, man, I was all over the place. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. So, how did you feel when you finally found that that gaming program? I mean, you know, was it like a yeah. oh, kind of thing or yeah. you know? Oh, I mean, it 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 was one of those things where I didn't I had to do it. Okay. Right? Because uh I didn't know it was exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't want to mess around with like I got, I was already in school for years at that point. I didn't, I, I understood what it was like to be like in liberal arts and just kind of float around hoping to find your thing yeah. and, you know, feeling around. But this was like, that is exactly what I want to do, you know? Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to do that and I'm going to be there. And at that point I was a little older than all the other people that were there, but people mm-hmm. didn't really know, <laughs> but uh, I wasn't messing around at that point. That's exactly what I wanted to do. So it felt uh, great. It felt great. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, you mentioned uh, when we talked about that race to like realism and you said that kind of cooled out around 2009. So what is what is the emphasis nowadays? You know, not just at your company, but in the field in general. Is there a particular emphasis? Um, I think I. So the nice thing that I like about where the where the uh, industry is now is that the expression, I feel like the expression of the of the artistic group is the most important thing now because we, because us, the developers, as well as us, the fans, us, the entertainment consumers understand that we've achieved 
many things on many scales, right? Like mm. we've seen games that are realistic. We've understand we understand now that when you go watch uh, when you go watch Thor Ragnarok, we know that Hulk is CG. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's that's not something that is like a magic thing anymore. People understand that now. Right. You know, so um, there is a there has been there's an education that's happened over those you know, over those 20 years uh, or so where where people now understand what is capable, what is possible. And now it's more about what the content is, okay. what what is this thing? Do I want this fantasy? Do I want this story? Do I want this experience? And and then the rest of it kind of becomes something else that you might want, but it's not the thing that's driving it anymore. It's not, I don't buy that game because it's so realistic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I may buy something that to me is just as impactive as something that is very realistic, but it just tells a story that is something that I want to experience or something that calls to me. And the, and the, and the style of the game is actually kind of low res, but beautiful in its own way. You know? So now we go back uh, to the story, back to the narrative. Right now we go back to the the pure experience, and that to me, and I mean, it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are still people who will buy something that looks dope. You know, right, it's like, oh my goodness, like that that yeah. looks exactly like Spider Man or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, but there is a little more um, emphasis on just the content and what it is and what, what it's like, because we've been inundated with these realistic graphics for years now and people don't see the, that's not the only thing they see now when they see something that has graphics like that or yeah. low end graphics. They don't look at a game that has just low end graphics and go, Oh, that's, that must be for kids, mm-hmm. you know, or it, cause because we've kind of passed that, like we know that, you know, games that look, childish or games that look colorful and fun and goofy aren't just for kids they can be enjoyed by adults and and vice versa you know like a a kid can enjoy that that realistically rendered hulk on the screen it doesn't have to be just for adults you know so yeah yeah tell me a little bit about nostalgia because i remember um you know going into a, a ice cream shop in North Carolina. Yeah. I was in elementary yep. school and they had this big old box sitting there with a screen. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's that? And it was Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> and yeah. I yeah, put a quarter in there oh, so and, good. you know, kept get eating up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of thing. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, so, but then what happens where I work now, there's a little box about, 12 mm-hmm. inches tall with a little joystick. Mm-hmm. Guess what it is, Miss Packard? Mm-hmm. Sitting up on the shelf. That nostalgia thing. I got a cousin who bought a console game and had it in his basement. It, it yeah. seemed like. Uh, this, uh, just talk to you a little bit about nostalgia. Do you play old games? Sure. Is there is there a vibe that you look for? Just tell me about nostalgia. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, nostalgia, I think, is always going to be. Uh, it's always going to be there, right? There's always going to be an attractiveness to it. There's always going to be, especially for me. I mean, I grew up just like, I grew up like that too. Like I had a, a piece of place up the street from my grandma's house that had street fighter two in it. Wow. And, uh, and when we, and when me and my brothers would go, I remember we'd walk up the street and we'd go to the store and we would just sit there. We'd have a dollar and we, so that got us like four games and we would just try to do dragon punches the whole time. Like, how do we do this move? We can't, like, we can't, how do we do it? Like, if we would trade off the joystick, we'd switch in and out uh-huh. trying to do this dragon punch, had no idea what, what we were doing, you know, wow. but we, but we were just trying to do it. So like, there's, I'm always going to have, like, I'm, I feel like I'm lucky to have grown up 
in that era where the arcade was still this magical place. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and even, even if it was just an arcade machine at a place you went, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, at a, at a corner store or whatever, that those were magic times because like that game was put there and we just had to, lo- we had to love the fact that it was there and just go experience it. And it was just that one game, you know, right. um, right. now this, it's very different now. Uh, it's magical in its own way now. Uh, now this might be a but, stretch, but yeah. is the is the yeah. is the experience of like? Because I remember going to the arcade. I remember, you know, if a guy was playing, I put like a stack of quarters right in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he know I got next or whatever. And You're right. you know, you know, I don't remember that much conversation going on except it was my friends or whatever. Is yeah. is the the con the uh, the arcade experience? Is it similar to what people experience playing online? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm not a gamer, I don't think so, so. I, I, I mean, think I had ass. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, so I, I don't think so. I think it's it's pretty different. Um, although it has there, there's some there's some things that I think people just because we're people we try to replicate the same kind of feeling, and okay. especially the developers. Like a lot of us understand that arcade feel, so we try to put it in the game, but mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't really work exactly the same. Like. There's definitely a difference, and I mean, I think with all the with all the uh, discussion about how people use social media, mm-hmm. um, I think we we all understand that there is a certain way that people treat other people or cert- act towards other people when a non a nominity a nominity is in play when mm-hmm. people don't know who's talking to who and who you are and you hide behind an icon and you hide behind a, a username and you mm-hmm. say all sorts of stuff and no one knows who you are. So uh, playing online, there's a, it takes a different kind of etiquette um, and it, do, it doesn't have that personal feel of this dude that's right in front of me, you know, like you, uh, uh, that I you, can, you a politician, mm-hmm. you a politician. Am I what? You a politician? Uh, no, Cause, I'm cause not a politician. You said, that, I mean, you said that was such uh with such uh you know like grace and such uh delicacy <laughs> instead you. of saying people are assholes online yeah, man, man. <laughs> these people you know, they would never say that shit in our arcade man you know you yeah, could have said yeah, that I but mean, you didn't you went you went another way that was man, classy that was real nice yeah all right well maybe i'm trying i don't know, i'm trying to be classy man but yeah, man that's the, i mean you what you just said is the truth though right i mean for real like there's the people just people just clown online and they just, they just, they go, they go to a place. It's just not, it's not cool. Yeah. It's not cool. You know, and, and, uh, side, and the arcades on, that don't on, fly. On the flip side, <clears throat> there are relationships yeah. that form online. Like yeah, my son, who's a gamer, <clears throat> you know, he comes back, uh, he's overseas. Now he comes back and I have his little PlayStation uh, in one of these shelves or whatever. He'll open mm-hmm. it up and he'll say, Hey, you know, such and such. And he'll, he's known these people since yeah. like for 10 years but they yeah, never yeah. met it's only online right and they talk and they, all that kind of stuff that's amazing to me it's i think it's beautiful too like i i think and 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 that is why you i, I think a lot of people will still take the risk you know what okay. i mean like there's obviously a lot of like you said there's a lot of assholes online right like that's, right. you're just not gonna you're not gonna avoid that right mm-hmm. but and it doesn't mean that it's right it's just the truth uh but yeah, like yeah, those those moments. I have some friends who who met who met people they they married, man. They met wives, wow. you know, like husbands, online, and and it is beautiful because you're sharing something that you both really like. You bought into this this experience, and now you're sharing it with other people. Uh, and 
voice chat really changes a lot, right? When you, when you're able to talk to people, Mm -hmm. uh, while you play that, that really humanizes the experience a lot more that gets closer to the arcade, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. So we're going to take a, a a detour into something kind of lighthearted, uh, the Marvel black Panther film. Give me your thoughts about the trailers. You know what I mean? It could be emotional. It could be technical. Just let it rip. Can I, can I cry? Do you think? <laughs> don't don't film it. Don't do like that young boy did and film it. It's like, come on, bro, you violating all types of protocol, man. <laughs> man, the trailer is gorgeous. Yep. Oh, the movie just looks so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I've I've been a Black Panther fan for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't one of my first uh, superheroes that I got into. I actually right. one of the first heroes I got into was Night Thrasher. Oh, I heard the of that Warriors. guy. I heard yeah, of that guy. Night okay. Thrasher. Yeah, but uh, but Black Panther, uh, Black Panther was always one of my one of my favorites. Uh, and I mean, this movie just is. Oh my goodness, man! It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So, so let's and, get and into let, a little let, deeper. Let's talk about some of the graphics, right? Go to the yeah, second, sure. yeah. the second one. Uh, like I haven't bought the comic, but um, I, uh-huh. I understand that in the comics that T- 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 Tahishi, uh, young brother who's writing this new comic, uh, Tahishi something. Oh, Tallahassee Coats, yeah. Tallahassee Coats, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen some of the illustrations, and it looks like the way they have the the uh, the suit kind of materialize over his face, it looks like they did that in the second trailer. You follow me? Yes. What do you think yeah. about how um, the graphics are handled, lighting, the whole bit? Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it's really cool. One of the things that they, they're really pushing here is is trying to accentuate how truly um how truly advanced wakanda is yeah right and if you compare it to a lot of the other you know marvel films that we've seen so far i think only in the cosmic films like maybe guardians of the galaxy and maybe guardians mm-hmm. of the galaxy 2 we see something that's that technical mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but man they are really pushing it like it's 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 so cool Right. Yeah. Like just the way that, you know, you've seen uh, there's the one with Killmonger and he kind of you see that the, the suit kind of like almost looks like scales comes up over him. Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. just they're doing some really interesting things that um, in the comics oftentimes becomes um, kind of a, a feeling. It's like we'll show you like part of a panel that shows this thing kind of happening and mm-hmm. will imply some of the movement. And uh, in, in, in CG, we get to really like play it out we get to show it happen and we yeah. try to make it like a really badass moment so that people feel like ooh, and they get tingles you know like uh-huh. ooh, you see that you know and you want to rewind it yeah. <laughs> Go back, like oh you know so uh that i love that they're doing that because again you, what you want to show is just how truly amazing these wakandans are you mm-hmm. know like n- nobody's ever seen anything like this stuff <laughs> you know and Dude, and and they're really pushing the it. Planet are excited about this film. Oh my god! It's it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's it's just it's it's so black, and it's just so uh, there's so much love in it. You can see it. You can tell. You know. You can tell. You can feel it. Did you yeah. peep that the brother, the actor from the Get Out movie, is in this one? Did you? I did that? see that. I did see that. Yeah. So I don't know who on. he is. I don't know who he is yet. I don't know, but uh, he looks like one of the maybe guards or something. But, you know, somebody yeah. made a joke, something like he got all the way out. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> he got all the way out of the sunken place, all the way to Wakanda. Oh <laughs> all the way to Wakanda. 
Yeah. Now, um, yeah. I man, was, I mean, uh, go ahead. Oh, I mean, it, it, it just, used, so I, I want to address this too, just, uh, as something that specifically has to do with lighting okay. is that there, and especially in video games, there's, there's been a discussion amongst, uh, amongst other black folks in the gaming circles about lighting when it comes to black skin. Yeah. Uh, because that's something that not everybody pays as much attention to as we would. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when we get the chance, if when we get the chance, this doesn't happen as much as it should, but when we get the chance to play an avatar that looks like us, uh, sometimes we see the lighting and we're like, I can't even see my, I can't even see my features. I can't see my cheekbones. I can't see my chin, you know? And, um, the black Panther movie again is an exemplary example of like that ain't happening. Like, Mm -hmm. This this is getting lit with care, you know. It, it is just, it's going to be. I can't wait to watch it so I can just study it. It's going to be so. Just so a, just so a, let me ask you this because I'm, I'm trying to yeah. bring some gamers on, some game creators, you know, like yourself, yeah. onto the show. Like as a as in a video game scenario, how do you uh-huh. handle that? Is there like a a blue gel someplace over there to light the dark skin? I mean, how do you? You know, how do you handle that yeah. in terms of lighting? Yeah, so, I mean, so it really it really is just like, it comes down to color theory in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like certain, certain there are certain colors in our skin, right? In darker skin, brown skin, mm-hmm. uh, that has that has different values in it that light will reflect off of, right? And okay. depending on the, um, the level of your, the level of complexity of your shaders that the skin mm-hmm. is using, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to em- employ those to, to bring out the to bring out the right shades and to really be able to illuminate someone's face in the right way. Um, to me, as far as I'm concerned, like in a lot of ways, that's just not what people pay attention to, mm-hmm. right? Like people people in the development, there's just there's not enough of us, man. You know, right. like in in doing the work or or have the opportunity to get there, and, and you know the people that are there are writing these articles to to express this because we need our vision to be able to say, hey, guys, man, that's not good enough. Like when mm-hmm. I, when I, when I make my character in Skyrim, I can't see, there's a great article, uh, that was on, I believe it was, maybe it was Waypoint, but it was, uh, it, it was, uh, written by, uh, Tani the Pass and Yusef Cole, I think. And it was great. Cause it was all about that. It was all about, I make this character and the character, my character's got brown skin just like me, but the lighting is terrible. Like when I make, when I make someone with fair, with white skin, with bright skin, I, I could see everything. Mm-hmm. But when I make my character, my character looks like flat, you know? Yeah. Um, and that just takes an eye to be able to understand and, and, and see it and include that lighting in there. Like it just, it, all it takes is a couple of different light values and change the, change the light values, change the angles, change the colors to resonate with the skin tones a little bit. And then, and then you get good lighting. Like it's not something that, you know, illustrators have been doing this for years. Mm. right it, it's not it's really not that much different it's just a matter of like hey we have to take this into account and we have to learn how to do it and if and if if you don't have the experience in lighting someone that has brown skin you know get get some attention like get 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 some practice talk to some talk to some people who have brown skin who understand what they have to do you know and right. and, and right. do some and do some work now of course we're we're operating off the assumption that the people in development give a damn that that i mean precisely precisely right because because mm-hmm. that it's almost like everything that has to be written like that like whenever we do a critical analysis it's like first of all people don't give a damn like that's the first thing that we have to kind of write and be like man 
because we can study it all we want, but the fact is, is that somebody wasn't there mm-hmm. and we didn't have, we didn't have Brown folks there to be able, on the team somewhere right. to be able to go. That ain't right. Exactly. That is not right. Like that, that, that's not acceptable. We can't do that. We got to do better than that. And but I think that, uh, I think that the, uh, the, the, the different uh, games and characters and people in the industry like yourself, I think you guys are, are starting to bring that kind of awareness and kind of put, you know, yeah. and definitely yeah. the consumer, I feel like is is gonna you know make that a, a demand kind of a thing, um, right? Right. I think it'll make that a demand. I mean, the thing that I thought was amazing with uh, what's that game my boy used to play? It was some game where he spent a hell of a lot of time customizing these some fighting game. His character, yeah. It wasn't Tekken. Was it Tekken? Was it was it, was it Soul Calibur? Maybe? Bam! That's it. Yeah, this Soul old Calibur, yeah. ass Soul Calibur game, and he all <laughs> of these, you know what I mean? And every yeah. it was, as a it's a very loyal group of people with this particular old version of uh, Soul Calibur, and mm-hmm. uh, it was so fun. I'm going off on a tangent. My son, he would say, oh, you know, I can tell what country this person is from by the way they play. Oh, really? And I was like, really? He said, yeah. So this is person's from Japan because they have this playing style. This person is from America. This person is from, you know, some European or whatever country or whatever. This yeah. person is from India. He would break it out but behind, you know, because he was playing ever since he was in uh, junior high. So I yeah, thought that dope. was amazing. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, he sounds like he was a real, like, he was really into that game. Like, yeah. yeah for, he probably still is. <laughs> probably well, still you knows know, it all this, too. this is the thing about the realism. I got a call. He was like, you know, Daddy, I gotta put away um my console. I said, Why? Uh-huh. He said, Because I played Skyrim for thirty six hours straight. Wow. And, uh, he said, I'm afraid I'm gonna drop out of school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Literally, I'm oh, not lying man. to you. He's studying Japanese. He's in Japan right now. And uh, he was afraid that it was going to impact his study. So he literally yeah. yep. packed up the thing in a box and put it away. I said, that's, 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 mm-hmm. that's some strong willpower right there. I that mean, is uh, strong. I know. I, yeah, that's strong. It, I know it's not a byproduct of all this realism is that, you know, you just get sucked in. Uh, I think, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's realism in, in regards to the graphic fidelity, you know, but mm-hmm. I think the, I, I, but I think it is a testament to the developers understanding what the gamers want. Yeah. Um, because then the gamer never feels like I have a point where I, I need to stop because, you know, my, whatever the, 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 the pleasure principle, like that, how I feel right now is waning. I need to take a break and then I'm going to come back later. Like I can stay in it for 36 hours and never feel like I'm bored or never feel like I'm tired or never feel like that's a testament to them understanding what these players want and giving it to them. Like yeah. here, this is what you want. You know, you want this, you want this, you want this. And it, it I mean, obviously it could be dangerous. Like people drop out. I mean, there's crazy stories about people in, in, uh, in Asia, people in Japan who have like, there's people here who have who neglected their kids and people in Japan who have died in, in gaming cafes and play too long. And like, it's, I mean, there's a lot of other things that, that people do, but, uh, and it's kind of crazy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it does take that willpower just like anything else, right? You, you know, you do it too much. It's probably not good. You know, probably not it's good. Bad for you. look, man, it's I'm not going to keep you, but um, I want, I want you to end the, end out with this. Let's say, yeah, 
that you had the magic button. You pressed the button and you were in charge of building the Black Panther video game. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Right after you hit the theaters, your people come out, they get, you know, boom, here you go, here you go, console, whatever, whatever, whatever. Just give mm-hmm. us like a big picture. What would the maybe like a uh, plot be like? What you know? Just just some ideas, just just quickly. Oh man, that's good. That is a good one. I mean, you could do something where you know you're doing kind of the rise of the panther, right? Where you you have the story about his father, and you have the story about Manape, about his kind of like come to his his, his come to power. Okay. Um. But I think I would like to do something where I, I would like to kind of do something like Ta-Nehisi Coates and Brian Stelfreeze is doing in their comic, mm-hmm. because what I like about what they're doing is they've taken Wakanda forward, okay, um, and they've and they've they've made it this they've given it you know a life a, a kind of a modern life where we have to get into it from the first comic and see okay what's the what's the political state of Wakanda right now what's the spiritual state how do the people feel how do the leaders feel and and take that and then really be able to put players in Wakanda. Cause that's a place I want to be. You know what okay. I mean? Like okay. I want to, I want to walk the streets. I want to, I want to be able to like go up into the tower and talk with Shuri and talk with, oh man, oh, that would be so good to just be able to be in Wakanda and, wow. and, and really be part of the city. Like, you, like Assassin's Creed, you know how Assassin's Creed, you get to like walk around. Yeah. Um, especially this new one is like Assassin's Creed origins. Um, I would love to be able to do that with Wakanda and just to be able to build the city and make it feel alive and then, and then allow you to, to be the Panther inside of the city and deal with some of the things that go on with the people, whether it's outside, whether it's, you know, Dr. Doom or Captain America or someone trying to get into the city that, and you're just like, nah, man, it's Wakanda, get off. Like you can't come in here unless I let you in, you know? Um, or, or it's something within the city, something stirring within the people that the Panther has to deal with. Uh, and, and I would love to just be able to put the player in Wakanda. That is something, mm, man, I would love that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mr. Kwame <laughs> Bapp, it's been a pleasure to have you in the program, brother. Thank you so much, Jonathan, man. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Man. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soulspeak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up their product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L.com. And of course, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on uh, SoundCloud, and um, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well. That terrific Facebook competitor. Listen, family, I love you guys, and I want all your dreams to come true. And my dreams can't come true without you, and yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other, and let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.